Greetings everyone in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Uh, one is grateful to the elders for an opportunity to, to share the word. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word today? Ask your neighbor if he's ready. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, we want to talk about running your race. We are going to read in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, which is our key text today. Uh, we'll also read a bit uh, in, in Hebrews 11. Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verse 1 and verse 2, reading from the New King James Version, it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Uh, we want to talk about running your race. You know, we, we, the, the, first, the first verse, in verse 1, it says, it starts with the word, therefore, which means uh, we need to be aware of what is there before. Hallelujah. We need to be aware of what has been said before. And I want us to read in Hebrews 11, verse 1 and verse 2, and then we'll jump to verse 32. Verse 1, Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Hallelujah. Verse 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, Samson, Japhthah, and also of David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they may obtain a better resurrection. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 11, we read about the, the heroes of our faith. People who through faith, when you read in verse 2, it says they obtain a good report or, or, or a good testimony. People who, who through faith ran their race and accomplished great things. The Bible says they quenched the fires, they overcame the fires, they stopped the mouths of, of, of lions, they obtained promises. People who have run their race and have done great and mighty things. Hallelujah. And verse, when you come to, to chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore we also. 
meaning we are also expected to run our race meaning we are also not excluded from running our race hallelujah so as as as, as we run our race what is important in the beginning is that we need to know what is the nature of the race that we are running hallelujah if 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 you run if you if if you, if you run a marathon you prepare accordingly if if it's a 100 meter sprint you prepare accordingly so that you know what are the requirements to win the race so it's important to know what is the nature of the race hallelujah and the nature or the type of our race is that it is a race of faith hallelujah we are called to run a race of faith because when we read in hebrews 11 people run their race through faith through faith they accomplish great and mighty things and the bible says therefore we also we are called to this race hallelujah <clears throat> secondly the nature of the race it's an individual race or a personal race hallelujah the bible says when you read in niv it says the race that is marked for you that means it's a particular race it's a race that is specific to you so if if it's an individual race if it's a personal race then it it brings a whole different dynamic meaning that for you to succeed in this race because it's an individual race it's a personal race that means you succeed by finishing the race not by coming first or not by running fast because the race is tailor made for you it's an individual race that's the the nature of the race that we are running hallelujah it's what god has called us to run the other thing that i want to talk about when you read in 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 verse 2 it says that <coughs> two things it says we need to lay aside the weights and then it says that we need to lay aside the sin that so easily ensnares us a snare those those of you who grew up in 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 the bushes in the bundus a snare is what you, it's like a trap if you want to catch an animal you you set up a trap you know and the bible says lay aside the sin that ensnares you that traps you in in niv it says lay aside the sin that so easily entangles you you know when you play with a rope it entangles you hallelujah so the first thing that we need to lay aside is the sin and i want us to read in the book of first first corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 if we can quickly read there before we return to our main text first corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 here we read as well about one man who has also run the race that god has set for him paul writes and says but i discipline my body and bring it into subjection lest when i've preached to others i myself should become disqualified hallelujah we ought to discipline ourselves 
because sin is going to disqualify us. So the first thing, as, as if we are to run the race and run it successfully, we need to lay aside the sin that so easily ensnare us, because sin would disqualify us. Hallelujah. The second thing that we need to lay aside, the Bible talks about the weight. If you read it in New King James, you know, if if, if you are a runner, you you wear as light as possible. So that you can be able to run successfully. You know, you cannot, and you need to wear the relevant clothes. You cannot run heavy loaded. Hallelujah. You, you need to be as light as possible so that you are not hindered. So the weights are things that hinders us in our, in our run, in, in the race that we are called to run. Hallelujah. So a weight is not necessarily sinful, but a weight would hinder you. So in as much as a weight would not disqualify you, but it would hinder you so that you do not end up running your race successful. And there are a few things that I want to talk about in terms of the weight or the obstacle that we need to lay aside. The first thing is fear. We need to lay aside the fear. When we read in, in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, it's when Joshua took the leadership from, from Moses. This is, this is what God said to him. And I want to, to quickly read. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you, wherever you go. So when, when, when Joshua t- took over the leadership of the nation from Moses, some of the things that God commanded him was that he must not be afraid. So as, as Joshua was beginning to run the race that God has marked for him, one thing that he needed to put aside was the fear. Because fear cripples you. You know, when, when you are afraid, you can't even begin to take the first step. You can't even begin to take the first step towards pursuing what God has called you to do. As Christians, we need to be, the Bible says, the righteous are as bold as a lion. You know, as, as Christians, we cannot allow to sit in fear. You know, as Christians, we need to be courageous people. Hallelujah. The the second weight that I would like us to, to, to lay aside or to get rid of is, is competition. You know, we've already said that the Bible says run the race that is marked for you. So to compete would be irrelevant because everybody has been called to run his or her race. Hallelujah. Even the Bible, when it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, it says it's for the profit of all. So, in fact, we ought to complement and we ought to be of profit, of benefit to one another and not to compete with one another. The, the other weight is running in the wrong lane. Because the Bible says the race has been marked out for you. So you ought to run your own race 
in your own way, in, in, in your own lane. Hallelujah. I came across a quote that says, a ship is mighty on the ocean or on the waters. A plane is mighty on the air. And if you take the plane to the waters or the ship to the air, you know, you are going to end up with a big disaster. Hallelujah. So, we are called to be who we are. You know, Paul says, a porter cannot say, the clay cannot say to the porter, why have you made me in this way? Hallelujah. In the same way, we cannot say to God, why have you put me in this lane? We ought to run the race that is marked out for us. You know, it, it, it would be frustrating if you try to become something that you are not. But if you become what God has called you to be, you will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. So, we ought to lay aside running in the, in the wrong lane. The, the fourth thing, it's, it's comparison, which is also related to, to the last three that, that, that I spoke about. You know, they say there will always be someone greater and lesser than yourself. So it, 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 it's a futile exercise to compare yourself with any other person because there will always be someone greater and someone lesser than yourself. And the, when we read about the, the parable of talents, the Bible says the master gave to one servant one talent, to the other servant two talents, to the other servant five talents. That was the decision of the master. So it does not help for the person with one to compare himself with the person with five. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, to whom more has been given, more will be required. Hallelujah. And, you know, Paul also says that every servant is subject to his master. And his master is able to make him stand or make him fall. And his master would make him stand. Hallelujah. So God distributes gifts or abilities according to his own will to people for the benefit of others. So it does not help for you to compare yourself with others because you are going to make wrong judgments. Because a person at a level of five, if, if you are at a level of one and that person is operating at three, you are going to judge that this person is doing better than you. Whereas in the eyes of God, this person is failing because he's supposed to operate at the level of five and now he's not operating at his full potential. He's operating at the level of three. So you see where the problem comes from. So we ought to lay aside comparison because it's going to, to hinder us in what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. And I want us, I want us to, to quickly read, go back to our main text in Hebrews chapter 12. We'll read verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. The Bible says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him 
endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And this is what I want to say that as we, as we run this race, we must look unto Jesus Christ. Jesus must be our role model. Hallelujah. The Bible says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And there are five things that I want to share that, that we can learn from Christ. The first thing is that Christ was motivated by the goal. This is how he ran his race. Because the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he overcame, he endured. So Christ was motivated by the goal. So as, 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 as we are going to run our race, the motivation from the vision or the goal or the prize must be big enough for you to be able to overcome every challenge that will come your way. Hallelujah. The second thing that I want to say, and I want us to read quickly maybe in, in Matthew chapter 17, verse 22 and 23. Matthew chapter 17. This is where we see how Christ also ran his race. Matthew chapter 17, verse 23, verse 20, starting from verse 22. It says, Now while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and the third day he will rise up again. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. Hallelujah. So what we see from Christ is that Christ knew his race, knew exactly what he was called for. Christ did not run without direction. He knew exactly what he was called for. He says in, in Matthew 17 where we read, he says, I'm going to be betrayed. I will be crucified. On the third day, I will rise up again. So, and which leads us to the third point that he clearly communicated his vision. Christ was not confused about his vision. He was motivated by the goal. He knew exactly what he's called for and he could clearly communicate what he's called for. There was no confusion in terms of where he was going. Hallelujah. The third thing is that he overcame challenges to fulfill his race. The Bible says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame. You know, the death of the cross was the shameful death that any person could die. But Christ overcame challenges to fulfill his goal. And one of the challenges, maybe three of them, one of them is that the Bible says that Christ was led into the wilderness and he was tested by the devil. And when I was preparing, I realized that when he was in the wilderness, 
he actually received the same type of temptation that Adam received. Because Adam, when he was tempted in the garden, the Bible, firstly, the Bible says that Adam was made in the likeness and the image of God. The Bible says, God says, God said, let us make men in our likeness and in our image. And he made men. And the devil comes and says, and, and God gave, gave, gave them a command. He says, do not eat of the, the fruit of the knowledge of evil and good. If you eat of that fruit, you will die. So the devil comes and says, if you eat of this fruit, you will not die. In fact, you will be like God. So the devil tested them to disobey God. But he, Adam already was in the image of God. And the devil says, if you disobey God, you will actually be in the image of God. And they ate of the fruit and they disobeyed God. And Christ was tested almost in the same way. Because after, when, when Christ came, when you read in John 3.16, the Bible says, God loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. And in the wilderness, the devil says, if you, will, if you are the son of God, which he already is, turn the stones into bread. So he was tested in terms of his image, his identity in God, which he was already. But he overcame that temptation and he fulfilled his race. Hallelujah. So he overcame a temptation from the devil. Secondly, he also overcame a temptation from his friend. You know, when, after he said to Peter that I will be crucified, Peter said to him, you cannot talk like that. And he said to him, get behind me, Satan. So he overcame temptation from his friend. And sometimes our friends can derail us in terms of what God has called us to do. Thirdly, he overcame a temptation against his own will. The Bible says when he was in the garden and he was praying, he was sweating so much, his sweat turned into blood and he said, God, if it is possible, let this cup pass me, yet not my will, but your will. If we are to run our race successfully, we have to surrender our will to the will of God. Hallelujah. We have to surrender our will to the will of God. And fourthly, the fourth thing that we learn from Christ is that he was empowered to run his race. And I want us to read Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. Let's read from verse 17. Luke chapter 4. It says, When he came, verse 17, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, 
and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Hallelujah. So Christ was empowered to run his race. So if Christ was empowered to run his race, we also need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We also need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Christ says, I have been anointed. So Christ did not run his race on his own strength or his own wisdom. You know, our advantage as Christians is that we've got the Holy Spirit who empowers us. We've got the Holy Spirit who helps us. And it will be to our disadvantage to forsake the Holy Spirit. It will be to our disadvantage to try and accomplish things on our own strength, on our own might, on our own understanding. Hallelujah. Christ dependent on the Holy Spirit to do what God has called him to do. And, 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 and lastly, Christ finished the race and achieved the prize. Hallelujah. Christ finished the race and achieved the prize. Hebrews, where we read in 12 verse 2, it says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne. So, he obtained the prize. Remember in, in, in Matthew 17 where we read, it says, Christ says, I'm going to be betrayed, crucified, die. On the third day, I'm going to rise up again. So Christ ran his race, finished it, obtained the prize, fulfilled all that God has called him to do. Hallelujah. That's why the writer of Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus. Therefore, Jesus became our role model because he has run his race and he has run it successfully. And I want us to, to stand and, and take a time as we're going to pray and say to God, restore us. You know, the, the, the race sometimes, when we run the race, you know, we, we, we get injured sometimes. You know, when you run, sometimes you pull a muscle. And we need to say to God, restore us. And we need to say to God, God, empower us. You know, sometimes we've been running. You know, we've been running so much, you are so tired. But it's because you are running on your own strength. We need to say to God, God, empower us. And some of us, we need to say to God, God, you know, I've been running all over. You know, I need, I need direction. I need to run in my own lane. Because otherwise we end up being frustrated. Because we are trying to be something that God has not called us to be. 
And maybe because we have time, we'll ask those who need prayer to, to, to come to the fourth and we'll ask the elders to, to, to help us pray. And we say to God, God, restore us in this race that you've called us. You must remember in the parable of the talents, the master comes and he speaks to the servant. And he says to them, well done, good and faithful servant. And they, they got the same reward. All of them, the, the one who had two and the one who had five, they had the same reward. Because they were productive in what they were called to do. Christ did not say the one who had five and produced the other five would have a better reward than the one who had two and produced the other two. Because he knew that they were called to run different races. Let's stand on our feet.